Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Welcome back, everyone, to the Red Club podcast. I'm really excited for this episode. I've got Keith, who goes by KB, and his business partner, David, on. We're talking about 5150 and their new rifle, which I'm really excited about. Uh, so, Keith, David, how are we? Awesome. How are you? Doing good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, Sean, I'm grand. How grand. are you? <laughs> <laughs> I um, Yeah, you've got to start with SHOT Show because you guys had an awesome, awesome show. Yeah, it, it was uh, a pretty awesome. And Dave was there too. So I was. <laughs> At least in body, not in the mental, right? <laughs> no, we definitely had a lot of fun. Um, seemed like the booth was active, more active than any of the years I've been to the SHOT Show um, compared to the booths that I have been in. And I think we noticed a couple of times where we would get a dwell and it would only be for like a couple of minutes and then we were slammed again. So yeah, it was definitely a good show. That is awesome. So was that y'all's first shot show with 5150? Uh, it was our first shot show displaying. Yes. Um, 5150 and optimum. We've had uh, collaborations of, of guns or themed guns or whatever the crazy one-offs that we got known for uh the last few years at shot show uh but this is our first year having our own products and our own booth to display super cool yeah so i the the dynamic between you two do you want to explain kb kind of like how 5150 and then david with his business um optimum parts kind of work together go ahead dave well it's uh so so i'll go back to when it started uh it was shot show 2018 uh, and Keith walked up to my booth and he just wanted, wanted, wanted. And I went, well, you look like a really cool guy. I, I, I got to give, give, give. So that was the relationship starting. Um, wow. That's one sided. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, we started doing um, components for his, his builds. Um the hand guards, the um, brakes, scope mounts, brakes, stuff like that, and um, it was all for a great cause. No matter what the what what the cause was, it was always a brilliant cause, and we had no issues in in contributing to it. So um, from there, I think that uh, Mr. Barry realized that he could probably start a business selling guns, and that was the approach. Yeah. So we yeah, we've been it, working. It, uh... <laughs> what was that you broke up dude i said it's been working how it's been working so you know yeah uh david and i spent the last two years uh with this uh idea of evolving the ar platform which hence the name of our rifle platform is evolved and uh, getting rid of the nuisance um pins and and springs and detents and making it ultimately more shooter or user adjustable um and the system was designed with input from law enforcement current and prior service military 
competitive shooters such as yourself, um, as well as a lot of women. Um, you know, my wife's a very petite woman, small hands, um, built her first rifle a year ago and left the room cursing uh, about the pins and springs and all that as they're shooting across the room. And I believe her exact words were something like, who fucking designed this? Must have been a fucking man. Yeah, of course. And she left the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't want to piss her off. Trust uh-huh. me. You don't want to piss this woman off. Oh, it's, it's a nightmare. I just built a rifle two days ago and I have to use a credit card to hold down the detent and slide in the, the pin real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. with ours, you don't have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, moment everybody's been waiting for, I guess, right? So if you're listening to this podcast, I highly recommend either pausing and going on YouTube and watching this or watch it later. So let's talk about the Evolve Rifle. What is it? What's this new part that you've designed and how are, how have we done away with the pins? So this is our baby. This is actually serial number one. <laughs> um, so David and I had so much confidence in all the work we spent the last few years putting in this gun. We actually had a SHOT Show booth paid for <laughs> with no gun. No way. No, no gun. No gun. Uh, December 15th, this was assembled and test fired for the first time. Ah, yeah. One month before SHOT Show. Solid. So it's the Evolve Rifle featuring our rapid action cam. If you look at the lever right here, literally it's on both sides of the gun. So ambidextrous. Okay. Literally just rotate the, the cam, go to 90 degrees, lift your upper off. That's simple. Put it back on. You can hear it locked in place. Okay. And it's completely user adjustable through the end plate here. There's actually two little screws that you adjust your pressure. So you can adjust from three pounds of pressure to 14 pounds of pressure for your engage, disengage, depending on how you're going to be using the gun or what caliber you're running. Nice. Most importantly, if you have hand or dexterity issues, it's no longer an issue. You don't have to beat on your gun with pins or find a tool <laughs> to, to, to break your gun down. Um, law enforcement like it because now they can have a, a long barrel for the exterior of a building and then less than 10 seconds. They can swap out to a little shorty like this to go interior. Uh, hunters, they can have one lower that they're really comfortable with how it's set up and adjusted and have a box full of barreled uppers of different lengths or calibers for what they're going to be shooting or hunting that day. Simple. And it's yeah. not interchangeable with anybody else's, just to make that point. Yeah. <laughs> it is our patent pending system that... <laughs> Yeah, right now, as of right now, before that question comes up, because it does every time David and I talk about it, there is not a retrofit currently available. Right. Now, tell me about the um, tension on the safety, too. You made that upgrade as well, right? So that's something we're, we're, we've been working on this week, uh, David, and you can, you're the engineering side of this. Yeah. Tell me all the specs, David. Enlighten me. What am I talking about? All right. The so adjustable got- pressure on the safety. Yeah. On the safety switch or the on the, the rear end? Yeah, on the safety switch, how we're going to be able to adjust the pressure. Remember. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, <laughs> we're working. <laughs> so <laughs> We've been drinking now. <laughs> no, not yet. I should. Yeah, I should start. It would help. Um, so if you if you look at the uh, the way it's set up right now, you have a plunger, you have a spring. And the spring goes inside the pistol grip. So 
if for some stupid reason you're in the field and it gets knocked off, breaks, shouldn't happen, but but you never know if it's hit hard enough, it could knock it off. Now you're screwed. Mm -hmm. You don't have a detent to hold your safety in at this point. So what we're trying to do is get rid of that. So we would put in a spring plunger system similar to what's on our takedown, uh, and it will be adjustable for pressure. Very cool. Very cool. Now, the other upgrade, right, KB, correct me if I'm wrong, was the um, integrated <coughs> handguard offset dot mount, correct? Yes. And the Arca Swiss rail. So walk me through this. That's simple. Unlock it from the rail. You can see the, the Arca shape all the way down. So cool. Super Damn, fun. that's some really good craftsmanship. That really is. <laughs> David used to be Tom. He did a great job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing that's not on this final production model is that we're integrating is right about here. Uh, just forward of the barrel nut um, will be uh, on either side, direct 45 degree red dot mounting. Super cool. And as well as uh, there'll be QD mounts for your slings front and rear. That's um, awesome. And, and be a little more slotting. You still have your full M lock all the way around. Mm -hmm. um, for all your accessories, whatever you want to do. And, and we'll take weight system. out of it. Yeah. We'll put um, slots. Yeah. We'll put Light slots matters. in it for cooling, take weight out of it. Yeah. And then obviously this one features David's pride and joy. It's oh, all of them. Optimum now. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you can talk a little bit about that, David. We've got your, your mounts on here. Okay. So this is all patented. Um, in, in the scope mount, um, there's a patent on how it's clamped to the rail. The, the mount itself is line board, um, to different sizes, 30 millimeter, 34 millimeter and 35 millimeter. Um, we're offering zero MOA, 10, 20, 30, and 40 MOA, um, for depending on what, uh, range you're going out to. Um, the one that Keith showed you was a cantilevered one, the one that's mounted. Um, that's typically for, for an AR style platform. The one he's holding in his hand right now is for more, uh, long, longer distance shooting. Um, and it's currently used, um, by a shooter that shot in the King of the two mile. Uh, if you hold it up again, Keith, he'll show you that it's got a deployable level on it no way right oh, there that's so cool so that that was as a result of a friend of ours requesting me to have a bubble mount the next time i saw him and i put it on the table and he did not see it so i pushed it out <laughs> and he flipped so it, it it's very very effective um according to uh the shoot main shooter that we use to um uh mount his scopes he's got three of them and he wants another one um he he loves the bubble so yeah. um but not not just the bubble part of it the patented part of it is how it clamps to the rail um so most most um clamping systems go through the picatinny with a screw right um and and there's 
still the you run the risk of if you hit it, it's it still has the the gap between the screw and the sidewalls to move. Right. It's not a huge amount of movement if it does get hit, but you're going to throw your zero off if you hit it hard enough. In ours, we've actually thrown it out of a third story window to see if it moved, and it doesn't move because we don't clamp it that way. Yeah, we we clamp across the top of the Picatinny at an angle, and we actually grab the castellation of the Picatinny in a forward backward motion. So we're we're clamping to the true Stanag standard wow. uh, in all directions. Um, the best part of it is it wedges itself in there. So if you try to take it off, you can undo the screws and take them out. It still won't come off. You have to put the screw back in and, and physically bang it to get it to move off, off the uh, rail. So um, I'm going to say we wanted to introduce this a couple of years ago, but the SHOT Show was, was canceled. So it didn't happen. And, and I'm not anywhere near material to be a marketing guy <laughs> i make the parts <laughs> but but selling them that's going to be keith's job so um all our marketing basically has happened this year at starting at the shot show and and you know thank god we hooked up with keith because he's the one that's been pushing a lot of it now are these mounts not out yet on the market or they're coming as well no they're they're we'll say they're on the market but um He's He'll having you and I'll website you design issue like I am. <laughs> <laughs> the website's killing us. Okay. So, um, I, I mean, we do have some in inventory. I have stuff that I have to make for a show. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll be putting it out there. But you know, we're small. We're not big. I can't I can't just machine a ton of stuff and have it sitting in inventory and yeah. hope that it sells. Yeah. So, so we're hoping that this gets out there, um, moving forward pretty quickly and yes, we'll, we'll have it available That's when they go live, when our website goes live in the next three days, they will actually all be listed in the various MOAs and reticle heights on our website. Okay, cool. Very neat. Uh, do you have a record David of how far the longest shot was with that mount so far? I'm just kind of curious. Uh, Shane shot. To he was he didn't get to shoot the two mile, um, but he went out to like 1.8, 1.9 miles. So cool! That's so cool. Yeah. My friend's getting into the extreme long rifle competition shooting, and she loves it. Um, that's too much math for me, but <laughs> I thought that's really neat. Why is it too much mount? No, no, no too much math. Shoot? Too much math for me. Oh, so math. like I Sorry. yeah. Again, like two nights ago, building rifles, and I put together another AR-15, and then I had to put the NRL-22 rifle together. But yeah, a million different scope levels, and then my vice is not level, my bench is not level, so then we had to like do the whole thing in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a catastrophe of books and, and bags. It was just weird. <laughs> Make it work. Wonderful. So I'm calling you <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So, okay, tell me too, KB, when you were... Coming up with this design, first of all, how many years ago did you even like put this on paper and pen? Um, I started rough sketching things three or four years ago out of frustration. So basically doing these themed builds and stuff that would come up with, I'd find parts that were close enough to make 
what we wanted to do possible. And then we'd end up modifying them okay. um, to do the theme or whatever it is we're trying to do. I mean, to the point sometimes we're welding them up and then machining them down. Um, wow. Yeah. So I just started doing that and it purely came about as uh, that frustration um, and, and then, you know, interviewing for the cam system, but the shape came about my wife, you know, she's like, why does every gun look like a guy with a ruler drew it? You know, especially ARs, you know, why aren't, why don't they have, you know, flow and have lines, you know, like a woman. So I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. well, the only thing we're dangerous <laughs> in the gun is a pissed off woman. So let, let's, gun. Make this gun, let's make the gun curvy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so we, we wanted to have a natural flow, um, you know, so like, but even little things by doing it that way, our trigger guard is huge. Yeah. Um, we have some friends. There's a guy who lives across the street from me. He's six, eight. He's massive. He's got giant hands. He's not that big. <laughs> Until I stand beside him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, we want to, pe- you know, bigger guys who have bigger hands to be able to wear their gloves and still put their hands inside the trigger well. Yeah. You know, trigger guard. So not just that, um, but like if you have trigger shoes, you don't have to take the whole thing out or or yeah, open it up. You just slide exactly. It no matter what trigger you're running, you can get your finger in there, you can comfortably operate things. Um, you know, no matter how big your hands are, how big your gloves are, you know, yeah. someone up in Montana is really effing cold, decides <laughs> they're going hunting and they got Gore-Tex gloves on, they can still put their finger in there and pull the trigger if they need to or want to. Yeah. Um, you know, it, but also by doing the arc, that, that, that curve on like the AR-15, I think David said, we took about an inch out of the magwell. So wow. an inch of length. So you now have less, tra- you know, less travel, faster lockup um, for your mags. And then David worked the whole interior of the magwell around a magpole 20 round mag because they're the hardest to drop. Yeah. They don't drop out of, out of magwells. So. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah. Now they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. So it, it was just about, we didn't want our gun in function or form to look like or feel like anybody else's on the market because it's not everybody's on the market. Yeah. Yeah. This is a whole new concept. Now walk me through like the prototype process, you know, when you're drawing something, <laughs> handing it to David and he's like, do this. And then <laughs> do you 3d print? He didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> he, he gave me what he had and I had to do it myself. <laughs> so david how'd you learn all this did you go to school for this no i i i, I stayed at the holiday inn express last night but <laughs> i don't know who let this dude out <laughs> yes i did okay yeah. did you so ever... i went to school for engineering in ireland when i was growing up and then i came over here and now you're here. just i love i love doing it so um it's fun to do and then see an end product like this and then come to my house and hope and pray that it fires without something blowing up. Yep. So, okay. Coming over to the States too, David, did you, I mean, Ireland's not very gun friendly. So how did you even get into the firearms industry? Was it back then or when you came to the States? Do I have to? (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of curious how that that happened. (laughs) Uh, my wife's uh, cousin was dating a guy who uh, worked for Troy Industries. Okay. And they found out that I had a, we have, our machine shop isn't just machining, it's designing and machining as well. So 
a lot of that stuff, um, Marty will do the machining, I'll do the design work. Um, so we did the majority of their handguards. We designed them and we built them. And then um, we moved on to some, some, some other stuff. He moved on. Um, and that was kind of us in the gun industry for accessories. Okay. Um, it's a cutthroat industry mm-hmm. and we've gotten screwed so many times we decided to do it ourselves. And a lot of that, um, Keith helped out with. So yeah. the fact that we're, we're, we're doing guns, we have, we have our own FFL and our SOT too. Um, so we can make guns under our own envelope and our own name. Um, so that's it. That's that's basically how we got into doing guns. Okay. Me myself, I'm not a I'm not a huge gun guy. I was never a huge gun guy, but <laughs> I'm so, afraid yeah. I'm in it now. So yeah, you never planned. So looking back, you know, you never would have planned that this is how your life would have turned out. <laughs> making right yeah. and making doing this okay. right correct. Okay. Right. KB, what about you? What's your background with firearms and how did you think you would end up actually doing what you're doing right now? Uh, no, for sure. Not at all. <laughs> um, I, at four years old, my dad introduced me to firearms, started shooting, hunting, you know, all this stuff growing up doing it. Um, I actually hadn't even shot or built my first AR-15 before 2015. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I built one, I built my first one just to say thank you to my dad for his Vietnam service and just for being a, you know, awesome dad. And then, you know, then my wife wanted uh, her gun Medusa to match some high heels. So I designed that gun and we built that. But then around that same time as when those five officers were ambushed and killed in Dallas. And we reached out to the, uh, the, at the time Dallas fallen officers foundation, which is now merged and uh, dissolved and merged with the national fallen officers foundation. Uh, Sergeant Trey Penny, formerly of the Dallas PD, um, still very, very close friends with him. Um, and we built a rifle that was auctioned off to benefit the families of the five fallen officers. And that kind of right there. So initially my dad is kind of the springboard, but that really was uh, Sun Optics at the time, uh, which is since uh, the people that I was friends with have retired and sold the company off, um, said, hey, we got to take a, we got an extra ticket to shot show. You're coming. We're paying for your hotel. Just get your butt out to Vegas. And it's just, that was actually the year I met David, you know, and, and you know, we were at David and, and uh, Mama D and, and I were talking about. Best year of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> best year of his life. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. My life has definitely never been the same. <laughs> like saying it nicely very nicely Um, you know and that relationship started with david there um you know i met randy couture that year and he asked us to build a rifle for his charity and then it's just slowly grown from there and what we designed was influenced by the crazy one-offs we were doing and the lack of shape the lack of any kind of difference in products and, and and just really just the lack of any ingenuity or or innovation, Um, you know, and I I was in the car business for the last 19 years and 20 years before that I was in for 20 years plus before that, my, you know, my family, I'm a third generation printer. Um, 
but I was around graphic artists and, you know, that creative mindset. Um, I have a very mechanical brain. So thankfully, David, I literally will come up with a concept and write it down or draw it on a piece of paper and send it to David and ask him, is this possible? And I, I usually know it's a good sign if he goes, oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I was going to say just that. <laughs> if he says that, I know it's possible. It's possible. It's just going to take a minute. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. Now, I've seen the, the pictures of the Medusa, and then there was like a Walking Dead one, too, right? Yeah, that's Fanatic. That right. was actually built for um, United Military Care in Georgia. Okay. Uh, great organization. They actually help get homeless vets off the street, but also help them from backsliding and ending back up on the street. So, you know, they come in and they need groceries or, hey, uh, you know, I paid my rent, but I'm short on utilities or or vice versa or whatever. Then they help them out 100% of their proceeds wow. go to help vets. They do not take a dime for themselves. And we lived in Georgia for a little over a year. and and ran into them and did some research and wanted to help them out. So we built that gun for that. Unfortunately, it took a while because it was hand painted. Yeah. Um, so by the time it was done, uh, COVID happened. So could not do any kind of events or get it out to them. So um, we actually have a grand opening or a launch party on February 19th. And we're going to try and silent auction it there. If that doesn't work, then we're going to try and we're going to send it to Georgia and help hopefully link them up with someone that'll help them do some sort of auction um, to raise money so that they can they can keep helping the vets out. So how can people like us or the community uh, learn more? Or is there a link or will there be a link you know, to, to help? Yes. So all the charities that we support, um, we actually put their icons on our on our page on the about us. Um, and those icons are actually hyperlinks. It'll take you right to their website so that you can donate, learn about their organization, get involved, however you, whatever level you, you can or want to. Yeah. Um, the military ones, it's uh, Randy Couture's charity, Extreme Couture GI Foundation, um, United Military Care and Veteran Outdoors here in, in Texas. And then the law enforcement was three, but two of them have combined. So now it's just the Texas Fallen Officers Foundation and the National Fallen Officers Foundation um that, that we're currently associated with and uh my my wife's brother is actually becoming moving to texas and he, he served in the army he was two one calf um he's actually going to be in charge of doing the vetting and, and outreach and everything else with the charities because david feels as much about as passionate about helping these people as we do and that's another reason that we just click and work well yeah um I'm not doing this to get rich. One, I want people to have the best, most reliable gun they can have in their hands, no matter what the purpose, if it's defending their family, going to the range, shooting competition or hunting. I just want to know that our gun's going to get it all done. But also we want to be able to have a steady enough stream of income that we can help the, the things that are important to us. It's not about us getting rich. It's about us helping as many people with a, a, you know, a hand up, not a handout. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, when I tell people this, they don't really believe me or get it, you know, that are not in the industry, but I'm like the firearms industry actually has changed my life. They do a lot more good for charitable organizations than you can even imagine. They save lives and people are like, what are you talking about? Right. It's like, look at all the good that selling a firearm does. It sounds silly, but that simpleness too, um, is really powerful. So I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, question about SHOT Show, too, because it's kind of controversial-ish, right? So both David KB weigh in on this uh, thing. So 2022 was a little less attended. 
I thought it was like one of the best shot shows ever. I thought it was very good to connect more with more people that are really interested and dedicated to, you know, growing their businesses. Do you think that, you know, shot show is something that businesses really need to be at, or do you see that that kind of going away? Like, what are your thoughts on the, this year and onward? Um, I, I personally, I've been going to shot show since 2018 and, um, I, I actually like the fact there was, excuse how I'm going to put this, but there was not as much of the social media influencer circus. Yeah. You know, it wasn't this sideshow circus going on. It was, you know, there was still some celebrities there, but they weren't doing any crazy stuff. They were actually there to learn about guns, learn about the products and be involved. Um, you know, and and I like that. And the people who were there were, were serious about learning about your product. Um, for us, I think it was an absolute success. Um, I think David and Mom and E would agree. Um, we already are talking about the fact that our first year, um, we had a 10 by 20 and it was not big enough for the yeah. amount of traffic we had in our booth. We were spilling over into other booths and, and the guy. <laughs> hey, the fact they that we had for the traffic, by the way. <laughs> the fact that we had beer and bourbon might have had reason given the reason to do that but uh yeah it, it certainly wasn't big enough so i think that came from you david because you said that you're not into marketing but uh bourbon <laughs> done number one marketing right there <laughs> <laughs> well actually that was keith he brought that oh, okay well, you guys made a good team okay okay now i think that's awesome so I mean, <laughs> david what are your thoughts too is just you know how valuable is shot show is it still valuable you know for businesses or you know what do you think Honestly, um, like Keith said, we, we had a great shot show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that booths that were around us, I didn't get to walk around. This is the first shot show that I didn't actually walk around and go see what was what else was going on, only because we were so busy. Um, but the the shot show is not cheap. It's 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 extremely expensive to go to the shot show. And a lot of uh, big people didn't turn up. A lot of small people didn't turn up. And we saw booths that were empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah. I think if in hindsight, if those companies were able to see into the future and see how this SHOT Show was, I think they would have changed their minds and gone to the SHOT Show this year only because of the fact that people were interested. Yeah, They were, they were there strictly to find out what's the latest and greatest what can I get and when can I get it? Yeah. And a lot of serious dealers. I mean, they can't, you can't sell oh, business. Nope. Just, no. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot sure. of serious dealers. That was my same thoughts. Um, I had definitely similar thoughts, just some more, better connectivity, less FUDs running around or people that are just media pictures, this, and need patches. It's like, yeah, well, I'm a patch person, but I actually care about <laughs> the patches that I get or companies that I love. And I learned a lot about stuff but man it went fast it did go fast this year i think two two days i didn't even leave a booth and then blink and i was like crap i have booths to go visit (laughs) yeah so no i totally agree yeah Yeah. now uh you might not be able to answer this is there any story that happened in vegas that you can tell about what happened in vegas he did not get married I was gonna say, you know how what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Is there anything that didn't stay in Vegas so, that we can talk about? Yeah, so I had negotiated with my wife to get married by Midget Elvis, remarried by Midget Elvis. Um, but my wife says that I have to redo the proposal and get it right before 
I get to get married by Midget Elvis. So, um, she, I went with my tux. Actually, it was not a tux. I, I went with, with my kilt and didn't do it. You flew with a kilt and he didn't get married? Oh, I'd be pissed. No, no, but it sounds good. Oh, no. he does. <laughs> he, he just looks for a reason to wear the kilt. He likes wearing I a do. dress. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> It is. It is. We have a, a guy in our community that totally wears guilt when he shoots guns. And I'm like, I get it. Cause I'm a female. I know what it feels like down there. Let it breathe. Are you yep. talking about Kevin Kalinda? Kevin Kalinda? Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love it. Wait. He'll be, he'll be here for our launch party. Good. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that actually. Um, so are you guys only in, in online? Are you doing a brick and mortar store as well? What is the launch party look like? So the, the launch party is, is uh, going to be at R2 Ammo, Round 2 Ammo in Liberty Hill, Texas. And these guys are awesome. Matt, Matt owns and runs it. Um, it's an ammo store and gun store. He signed on to be our first dealer before even seeing a picture of our, of our rifle. Cool. Just said, nope, I'm in. We're doing it. Yeah. And said, hey, you know what? I'm going to do you one better. We're going to shut down for a day. And it's going to be your day. And we're going to do a launch party. And he's. Invite. I think he said two to three hundred people is what he's expecting. We have people flying in from all over the country. Some we just met at Shot Show are flying in to to be part of it. Uh, we do not have a brick and mortar store. I do not want a brick and mortar store. Yeah. Uh, I do not want a brick and mortar no, store. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think the that's whole, the way of the future. So yeah, yeah, no. The whole business model is obviously you can go on, pick your standard length AR-15, equip it the way you want with, you know, there's going to be pull down. So you'll be able to upgrade. Our Alphaman Tactical is our, is our stock trigger. Yeah. Uh, their, their fixed three and a half pound drop-in is our stock trigger. Then you can upgrade it to their adjustable match grade or to an AR gold trigger. Um, you'll be able to uh, upgrade your bolt carrier. You'll be able to upgrade your gas system. You'll be able to upgrade your muzzle brake. Um, and then we will ship it to your FFL. Uh, that said, we are, signing up dealers and distributors and so that they can offer them in their brick and mortar stores or on their websites as well. Yeah. So when our first rifle is getting delivered in actual shooters hands? Um, at the launch party. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so we're basically, we're going to let the people at the launch party, we're going to set up most, most of our booth or a portion of our booth from SHOT Show and kind of give them a shot show experience because the majority of them don't get to go to shot show. Yeah. So we thought it'd be kind of cool. They're nice enough to do this and come out for it and support us that we're going to set up and give them a shot show experience. But then we're going to let them buy the rifles we had on the wall, the pre-production models um, cool. from, from the show, from our booth. Um, and then if those sell out, then they can place orders and, and configure what they want. And then six to eight weeks later, they'll, they'll have their evolved rifle in their hands. Neat. All right, now both of you guys are in the industry, so I kind of want to hear hey the truth. So positive negatives. Um, how do you guys feel that influencers, ambassadors, or sponsored shooters helps your business? And is there any negatives to some of that too? <laughs> yep. Do we need alcohol, <laughs> David? I need to go get something. This is water. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the. <laughs> All, all of that form of advertising, it, it is it is the way it is. That's, I mean, no matter how you feel about it, good, bad, or in the middle, influencers and brand ambassadors, that is the way of the future. Social media is the way business is done now. Am I a fan of it? No, but it is what it is. But if I didn't have to do social media, 
I would not have our, our beautiful queen of social media cat, um, you know, in the 5150 and, and optimum family as David's cheering her on as well. Um, cause cat handles both of ours for us. Poor girl. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that's hard to do. Yeah. Um, cat, you got to come in front of the video. Yeah. You should come say, Hey, come say, Hey, <laughs> might as well. You're there. <laughs> You know, as far as brand ambassadors, I, I think they there's a, that I actually think is a, an important part of the thing. Um, David, Mama D, my wife and, and I um, all talk about when we're going to choose a, a brand ambassador, competitive shooter, whatever. And, you know, what did we bring to the table for them? But more, more just as important because we believe that the relationship needs to be mutually beneficial. Yeah. You know, it has to work both ways, what they bring in for us as well, you know, demographically, so on and so forth. Um, and so those are all things we all, the three of us weigh when we're looking to talk to a competitive shooter slash brand ambassador. Yep. We have not gone down the influencer route. Um, I am friends with a couple of them. Um, love them dearly. I give them shit. They give me shit. It is what it is. Um, you know, but that's something that uh, that's not an avenue we've gone down as of yet. I, I know that at some point we'll probably have to dip our toes in that. Sure. Sure. David, you're just going to plead the fifth. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Thank you for that valuable insight, Tom. Awesome. Awesome. Now in terms of like, um, you guys signing up dealers and stuff. That's pretty exciting. What was that first deal, like you said, from kind of a stranger, right? What did that mean to you as a business owner? And what was, what did that make you feel like as an entrepreneur? I know it sounds silly, but I do want to talk about some of that stuff. I, I mean, for someone to blindly say, I'm in, uh, I want to be your first dealer. And they've never seen it, touched it. I mean, not a picture, anything. Mm -hmm. um, I, I ended up showing them a, a rough, basically computer drawing of, of that was actually not the actual model we produced. So it was a couple generations of, ago of, of CAD, you know, screen capture. He's like, nope, I'm in. I, I want to be the first one to offer that. It, it's it's a it's a really cool feeling. It's really humbling. It, it make it kind of justifies. It makes you feel like you're justified in the hard work you spent the last two years, um, you know, concentrating on on the data. Five years of four or five years of overall, but you know, the last two years just back and forth on the data, the verbal abuse I endure, it, it's God. From David that, alone. <laughs> I'm a very shy person myself, so I didn't give him any crap. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm now doing 30 minutes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Oh God. I mean, yeah, it's super rewarding now. And did you guys, I guess dumb question. Cause I don't even know. Do you have a full-time job? Did you save up to do this? Like, and how'd you make that switch into doing this? You know, that's a lot of investment and time and money. Yes. It's a lot. Uh, yes. We already have, we already have the machine shop end of it. So when I have, I have my uh, partner in the machine shop. So like coming up to SHOT Show, I think beginning of December, he basically deals with all the other stuff and I can I concentrated on Shacho. Yeah. And getting 
and getting something put together for it. So, and in me, I was 19 years in the car, just shy of 19 years actually in the auto industry, <laughs> running finance departments for dealerships, and uh, retired on New Year's Eve, uh, all in. Um, you know, my, my wife and I paid for all of the development, uh, up to that point or up to a certain point, uh, just out of our earnings and got some, you know, a couple small business loans to, to get us to where we are. And, and just, you know, it, it, at some point you have to, you have to, and she's over here in the side saying you pray, um, you have to have faith and believe in, in your product and what you're putting out there. And, 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 and take the leap, you know, um, no business. You also have to have the right connections as well. And, and, and I think that's, that's yeah. probably the biggest thing that I noticed about Keith, that he does have a lot of connections in the industry, um, to get stuff like this out there. So, yeah. Well, I, I'm lucky enough to have what I think is probably one of the best engineers and, and machinists that I could ever hope to have as a partner. Yeah, so cute. Um, stop. No, stop Man. it. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's huge. I mean, first of all, as an entrepreneur working with anyone, you have to trust them with your life, your business, your, your well-being. Um, that's why I do not have a business partner <laughs> with my business. So, you know, kudos to you for finding that person. Um, but yeah, it's quite David's someone I can trust my family with. I know that if something happened to me tomorrow, yes. 100%, I'm fine knowing my family's taken care of. He will carry on with 5150 and make sure and, and vice versa. You know, something happens to him. I'm going to make sure that I keep selling his products. I'll work with Marty and make sure that, that his, you know, his family is taken care of. And that, yeah. you know, that's been both spoken and unspoken between us since we formed this partnership. That's cool. Should I cry now? Mm -hmm. no, after bourbon that's the rule okay. we have to have bourbon first all right all right <laughs> fair enough <laughs> yeah so actually you're you already touching on it do you want to leave some space and talk about some of the connections and partnerships and support you've received from some of the companies i mean we already know specter holsters is the dude steve was there yeah yeah, steve. yeah. don't 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 inflate this ego all right yeah, i don't know who this guy is who is he Mr. McCuddles. You only spent five days with him oh, in Vegas, that's David. True. Yeah, Peaches. Peaches McCuddles. Peaches McCuddles? Oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, He's going to murder y'all. Recorded. Well, he'll find out when he watches this like the rest of the crowd, and then I'll get an angry text. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, and so will David. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously starting, you know, uh, I met actually met Steve last April at a charity shoot. We had the uh, our struggle rifle out there doing a thousand. David was there too, uh, doing a thousand yard shoot for Veteran Outdoors, and that's our first time meeting him. And and we just clicked and, and gone from there. He's made more holsters, mag carriers, and other stuff for me that I honestly can count at this point. Um, um, him and Matt took the plunge and, and put in Cerakote literally just to be able to be our, our coder in house. So they're 15 minutes away, door to door from where we're putting the guns together. And, um, he's, he's he was a, the, the valuable asset in our booth, believe me. Um, and, and, and the, and the connections he brought to the table from the, in, in the industry. Huge. Uh, yeah. Huge. Um, huge. been awesome. He, he's definitely part of the 5150 family. Um, Elfman tactical, you know, uh, art Elfman and, uh, 
Jeff Taylor out there from the day I reached out, uh, Art Senior, who unfortunately recently passed away, was my first contact there. And, and I've gotten to know those guys really, really well. And um, anything I need, they, they have always stepped up. And, and the same on my end, if they needed anything, you know, they call me, hey, we need something for media, social media, whatever. And okay, tell me what on one of our guns and I'll get them some high-res digital files so they have what they need. Um, you know, this it's just been been very lucky because of our approach that everybody has to have a benefit. Um, it's not a one-way street, no matter what the, the product or, or relationship or situation. Um, I think that opens a lot of doors um, when you tell them, look, I, I want you to get paid, you know. Steve, when he was painting, painting our shot show guns and making some stuff for our booth was just going to charge us cost. And we're just like, no, you, you own your own small business. You're self-employed. Yeah. You have a right to make some money and, and pay your bills. And, you know, and I think that goes a long ways with people. You're not trying to nickel and dime them down to nothing. It does. It does. Yep. Yeah. That's what people don't get about entrepreneurs. Friends and family should be the ones paying full price. <laughs> you know, or doing more to share it. Like, even if they're not buying, right. Like clicking and sharing a link, um, tagging someone in a post, talking about it with people or just letting people borrow what, if they have the product themselves, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. And that's how the community grows. And, you know, uh, we got to keep doing that and, and everybody just keep lifting each other up and helping each other out. But, but David said it's a cutthroat industry. <laughs> It's when I got into it, it was a cutthroat industry. But I have to say that 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 um, down through the years, it's amazing how many people are not like that yeah. who have gotten into it and they're like, "No, oh, no, I want to help out. I want to do stuff." Um, and like a, a huge amount of it is is the giving back, and not I'm I'm talking about the stories that you hear about, yeah. you know fallen officers and, and, and how their families just didn't have anything to cope with it. And, and, you know, like you said, the gun industry stepped up and, and stuff gets taken care of. And, and it's, it's, it's huge like that. So, so there is a, there is a turn to the positive, Mm -hmm. I would say lately within the last five years where, where it's not, you're not asking yourself, what the heck did I do? Why am I getting screwed? So, but I don't, you're going to screw me. You're going to screw me. You've got your reasons. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who holds a grudge. Yeah. 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 Well, no. and to expand on what he's saying, I mean, if people came by our booth when some of these vets were coming by, some of the stories they were telling about in even law enforcement, um, how, if they had the system we designed, it, I mean, it was, they were very emotional that they could have saved lives because time, time is, of the essence when, you know, you're in a firefight or a tough situation. I mean, that's the reason that David and I and my wife all want to help these charities that help these people out is because, you know, we had a guy come, you know, multiple, multiple people come through with different injuries, disabilities, paralysis, whatever. And those are the people that really motivate us to want to sell more rifles, one that fit their needs and make it more available for them to shoot, but also do then, the organizations that help them out be able to do more for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know you mentioned earlier um, with the barrel swap with um, LEOs and stuff. Do you want, I, we didn't really go over that, how the upper can change into different calibers, different, obviously different links and stuff, but can you talk about all the different lowers and uppers you're kind of putting together? So, 
So right now we have the nine millimeter and lower, which obviously you can do nine mil, 40 Smith and Wesson and 357 SIG. Nice. Um, <laughs> we're working on a, uh, the next variant will be 10 mil, 45 on the PCCs. Um, we have AR-15, we'll have the AR-10 out. And then we're toying with the idea after we got those out in, in production of a dedicated nine and a half inch barreled uh, 380 auto for geared towards home defense, you know, close quarters, something light, light recoil. You're not worried about over penetration, shooting through walls and all that, um, you know, but also something that we can gear ergonomically towards women and new shooters. Yeah. Yeah. And then you ran over your gun with your truck. <laughs> he did not run over his gun. His wife did. <laughs> yeah, even better. Good for her. Get some of that frustration. Twice. Out. Twice. <laughs> okay, talk about testing though, for real. Ammo testing, gun running over by a truck. Like, what all did you do to this thing? Um, so by the way, 357 SIG is a very cantankerous round. Um, <laughs> it is very sensitive to magazine spring rates and even magazine volume effects. It's can reliability and feeding mm -hmm. um so obviously we played with that um it was ran over twice it was slammed on rocks it was thrown 20 feet in the air um it locked it unlocked it and it would literally dropped an entire 15 round mag of 357 huh. cool. um, we did have some animal issues because uh all the animal was actually uh, given to me by a friend of mine who's a former officer and um uh, some of the ammo was so old that the brass casing literally split oh. right in half perfectly. Oh and the, 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 the crimped crown actually got stuck in the chamber of the barrel. Of course. Of course. God. That happened twice. It's free, though. It's free ammo. Can't play. It's free. It, it, yeah, no, it's the right price. Because no. <laughs> is uh, not only cantankerous, but it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah david what's some of like the torture testing or you know metal quality and all that that you uh take care to in the machine shop um so we actually have a guy that we deal with who's retired military 30 years navy uh special ops guy that um he worked for colt uh, and that's what he did for a living in Colt. Uh, one of the things they, he would test all the guns. He's actually, we have a platform. If, if Keith shows you the gun, you'll see that it's still, uh, it's not coded. Yeah. In the white. In yeah. the right. So if he, if he turns it upside down, you'll see all the bad cuts and all that stuff like that. So yeah. we, we have another one in the shop that's similar to that. Yeah, it's, it's in an AR platform. That's going to be put up, put together, and he will put it through a military test okay. on on uh, hot, cold, mud, freezing water, submerged, all the different things that he would have done, um, not just in his job, but in uh, in his military career cool. too. So, but I mean, materials. Uh, we don't get any crap materials from overseas stuff like that and you know it, you you can get some really crappy materials you're you're from uh, overseas dude. <laughs> i'm not talking about that side of the seas <laughs> you can get there from from here if you go further but i'm talking the other side <laughs> so um 
you know, all our all our materials are certified. We, they, they all come in with their different heat treat processes and their chemical makeups and stuff like that. So you have to trust your supplier, and the supplier has never screwed us with our materials. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I can say about that. You know. Now, KB shocked me because we talked offline about this, about the MSRP. I mean, even just starting out on the base model, um, you want to share that? Because I think that's that's pretty impressive that you could do that price. <laughs> so base model starts at 1800 depending on how you configure it. Obviously, you can go up from there. Um, that, again, comes standard with an elephant three and a half pound trigger and speed safety. Um, it, it's going to have a uh, high-end American-made barrel that, most people would be buying aftermarket to upgrade their barrels on some of the lesser expensive uh, rifles they buy. Um, out of the box, basically, we wanted to build a rifle that 85% or more of the gun buying crowd could afford to buy and would not need to worry about upgrading. Um, yeah. It's already going to have the trigger that most people upgrade for too. And then you can upgrade the trigger from there. Um, our guns will ship with a hard case. Um, something that's important to us is that every single component in our trigger down to the hard case is actually American made. Yeah. No crap no. from overseas. None, none. No crap from overseas. <laughs> that was very scientific, David. <laughs> you know? He used exact scientific terms, so. Right? Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm a little bit bougie in that I definitely like custom. I like some engraving. I like some color. I like all of that. So what is Steve going to be capable of as, as, far, of, um, as far as Cerakote and stuff? And what are some other things that you think you guys can offer? Well, I mean, naturally, he's going to have all the unicorn type stuff hand, hands down over anybody else. No problem. Um, but Peaches. His name is Peaches. <laughs> um, his formal name is Mr. McCuddles. But... Um, I mean, like, you know, in our booth, we, uh, just, just for giggles and laughs, we did a Gucci gun. Um, and you know, for as much as he griped, that gun stopped traffic and got more attention than I ever expected it to. Yeah. Um, I mean, gold trigger, gold, polished gold bolt carrier, you know, literally all gold and midnight or burnt bronze. Yep. Even the muzzle brake gold. So you know, he's, uh, that, you know, so literally anything people want, uh, engraving, we're going to uh, be getting our laser at the end of the month. So, you know, people will have the option to add personalized engraving. So they're doing a rifle for retirement or anniversary, you know, someone forgot someone's birthday, whatever, you know, they'll be able to add a little personalized engraving, you know, you know, Hallmark, uh, that Hallmark holiday is like Valentine's day, you know, whatever. If you live in <laughs> hey. Texas. Hey, every, every gun, if you got a gun guy likes chocolate, you know, right there. You can't beat it. I can't um, remember it in so many different ways. Yeah, what? yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, so our standard colors are Fool's Chocolate, um, Desert Battle, which is a, a battle-worn color, not FDE, okay. um, and, and in black and then they can pay if they want to do a custom Cerakote. So yeah. um, not a problem, whatever, you know, whatever you guys want to want to do uh, competitive shooters, obviously if we're sponsoring them, then we're going to try and our, our colors are, are Purple. Red, black, white, red, black, and white, but yes, you and uh, another shooter, we know uh, mile high gun girl, Courtney, she, uh, she's all about the purple. Um, so we already know her gun will be purple. 
I, I think it. Kevin Kalinda was thinking hot pink with purple spots. Dude, if you um, don't, if uh, literally you can't deliver what he asked for. Like if you don't do something stupid or silly or engrave something, fine. Please. <laughs> you have an opportunity here to make a big difference in our lives, the community. <laughs> <laughs> but we all like to mess with Kevin, so you know. He's good. He's, he handles it well. He's a good sport. David, just like hide a little something in the undercarriage, you know? Just a little something. <coughs> what are we talking about under his kilt? Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the handguard, maybe, you know, just a little, little something. Oh, all right. Yeah. We'll okay. try. <laughs> now, actually, let's talk about that. We haven't mentioned um, the four shooters, four shooters that you guys signed at SHOT Show. And I don't know if you have more since we talked, but um, yeah, I know all of those folks. So let's talk so, about it. So, so with three for sure, we, we have the fourth one. Um, Pending. <laughs> Pending, I feel really good about that situation. But uh, she, in, in just five minutes, she's like, "Hey, I just want to shoot the gun first. Yeah, reason. That's a reasonable request. Yep. You know, um, we love her to death, no matter what way she goes, she decides. Um, uh, so yeah, Courtney Gray, my hot gun girl, um, Nate Schmidt, and um, of course the aforementioned kilted gunner himself, Kevin Kalinda. This year, shooting in a hot pink kilt. No, I don't know that. Yeah, Christina. So Christina was on the podcast. And Kevin, I have written him questions. I have emailed him. Bless his heart. He's so busy. But he's supposed to be on here. So that's on him. Um, but Nate, man, that kid has grown, not just physically, but like in the shooting community and, and three-gun stuff, he's grown as a shooter in the past year. Like amateur to pro. Yeah. Like, real yeah. Quick. And he's just a fantastic young man. He is. And I'm talking with him and his parents. Just a great group of people, really. Christine um, is my favorite. When I fall down in matches and hurt myself, she's the one that puts me back together. And I'm not exaggerating. Blood, tears, all of it. <laughs> that, 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 that's my counterpart, Mama D. Oh, yeah. She, okay. She's got that bag everywhere we go, fixing everybody, taking care of everybody. Keith, I need to know who Mama D is. You spent five days in Vegas. No, 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 no. I mean, I need to her see her. I need she needs to come in front and say hi. Come on. She did a podcast today earlier on. She can hop in on this one. And wasn't she just at the spa? I, I follow. Hi. <laughs> <That's> so cute. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you came. This How is the better half. Is everybody? <laughs> yes. This is my better half. Better half. Yeah. I love it. I love your, is it the purple and white rifles yours, right? Yes. Yeah, that's fancy. I like it. Thank you. That, that's the one that sent her out of the room first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. The first one I built myself and I was very angry that day, actually for a couple of days. So we have you to thank for this entire thing. Really? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I told him he needed to get on it and figure out a way to make it easier for me to put together a rifle. He did. Man, find me one of those. Right? <laughs> cool. It's right here. It's <laughs> true. This is true. <laughs> Done. Cool. We'll see. The you only one not for sale, right, Keith? No, that one is not for sale. Nope. That's the OG. You can't sell that. Yes. So this is 14 members plus cat. Any other? on the, the back end for 5150 no no cat cat's hiding over here laughing at us yeah <laughs> <I like it. laughs> um, so do you shoot competition as well or do you shoot 
Uh, I don't shoot competition. I would like to start this year um, just to get the experience. I mean, we've gone to several events and everybody has their own kind of lingo. And so, you know, I don't know everything about guns. I know a little bit about guns, but I'll have shooters come up to me and I'll be like, oh yeah, I totally understand what you're talking about. And then they'll like go off on a tangent. And I'm like, I have no idea what that means or what you're talking about. So I would like to go experience it. Um, How well I'll do, I have no idea. (laughs) It'll it'll humble you. Don't worry about that experience. Um, But if you get past the first one, then it gets easier. Um, If you had to choose one, what intrigues you the most? Like what, what discipline? USPSA, three guns, still challenge. What are you thinking about starting with? Um, I mean, the three gun, I think, looks really cool. But talking to Courtney, uh, my hot gun girl, she she said, you know, you can start like with just pistol or pistol and this, you know, and she's like, baby, step yourself into the situation. So I brought my best friend to a three gun match and she's never shot three gun again. So (laughs) (laughs) she's still your friend, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She's okay. been the PRS long range crap, but I'm like, ah, okay. I burnt her out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make her pay for her own ammo? Because that'll do it. You know what? She had to bring her ammo, but she borrowed everything besides her outer belt and her ammo. She brought everything else. I brought for her the belt, the setup, the guns. Like she'd have to clean the guns. Look like at David's partner. <laughs> the buffers got Angus with them. <laughs> he just jumped up. Love it. Now, and he, or, okay, KB, I got to get used to that. KB, you haven't shot a competition yet, but if you did, what would you shoot? What um, you? I'm more interested in probably the two-gun version, the, the pistol rifle. Yeah. Um, I would shoot the shotgun. Um, I'm, I'm not much of a shotgun guy. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid to try it, uh, but I, the, definitely the, the pistol rifle, especially, some, you know, I love my 1911. I know a lot of people talk trash about 1911s. I freaking love my 1911. Yeah. Um, I would love to get my hands on a 2011 and, and try it. Um, I know a girl. And, <laughs> and uh, Steve knows a girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't mind trying all of it. You know, I wouldn't mind trying a pistol competition or uh, a distance one. I've We've talked about taking struggle, even though it's just a really large engraved rifle um out uh to to do something like that you know because you know they're bench rest so you know so doing she's she's hanging with us she's official (laughs) um so i'm fascinated by all of it um it it just yeah i'm out but two gun are you i'm curious would you do pcc and pistol or would you do like full like five five six and then i i would do five five six and pistol Okay. okay um Nine's fun. Uh, again, nothing yeah. against PCC. I, I yeah, just, I'm old school. I like AR-15s. And this is just turning my gears. That's all I'm. I'm inquiring. <laughs> <laughs> and then people listening will be like, "Okay, we're going to be matches." David, if we could uh-huh. get you to shoot something, what would it be? Oh, he's about to shoot his first match. <gasps> well, <clears throat> I have to shoot my first match. Have uh, to. Have to. Yep. Have to. So I, I, I started. We started sponsoring. Um, uh, range, range down in Virginia. Um, I don't know if anybody knows Jay Monich, but he's he's a friend of ours, and he does the extreme long distance um, 
he, the shooting organization. He's he basically owns it, and he set up a match. And I said I'd come down, and we sponsored the long range and the short range. And the last time I went down, he basically told everybody I was shooting in the next one. So I'm shooting in the next one, oh. <laughs> and he has me signed up for the King of the One Mile. So Holy shit. I guess I'll be doing that. I, are you shooting your gun, his gun, borrowed gun? Do you know dopes? Are you ready for this? His gun. <laughs> for now, it's going to be his gun. Okay. <laughs> Does he get to coach you or, you know, win calls yes. and all that? Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Jay is a fantastic spotter and coach. Okay. Because there's some matches that let you go to, like the Gap Grind is a pro-am where you can coach your amateur, but like, other matches, they don't let you talk at all. I'd, I'd be lost. That could not be my first match as a mile competition. <laughs> David, I want to hear what happens. Okay. I'll let you know. Do you have we'll expectations? Find out. Yeah. Do you have high expectations or just kind of? I don't know. I mean, I've shot struggle. <laughs> I shot struggle out at a thousand yards and, and that wasn't an issue. So um, uh, it was Dustin that. The, the Athlon. Yeah. Yeah, from Athlon. He he basically showed me all the different things to do with the scope. So um, I don't know if Jay's got an Athlon scope, but we'll find cool. out. He's he's going to train me. <laughs> Good. I'm excited. No, I think it's important, like, yeah, building guns, testing guns. But then but that vernacular is a lot. And, um, Danielle, when you said I, I know a little bit, so I'm like, I know a little bit. No, I don't. I know a little bit more. Mm, nope. And then it's like, seriously, <laughs> You can't. I don't think anyone in this room, on the Zoom room, um, knows everything. It's impossible. Mm -mm. Right. The person who says they do, they don't. Yeah. My my grandfather, who only had a seventh grade education, used to say, "The day you don't learn something is the day you weren't paying attention." Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, for I guess wrapping up towards the end here, is there any advice or nuggets of advice you would tell somebody that wants to either work in this industry? or develop a product? Do you have any advice or words of wisdom for them? Patent whatever the hell it is you're coming up with. I like it. And patent, patent that sentence. Patent, patent it. it. Because it will. I almost killed Keith. If he was at my, if I had his throat right in front of me, I would have killed him. Because he went taking pictures. <laughs> oh, no. Not of yeah. the internals, just the levers. Just no. the levers. Just the levers, but even still, the paperwork was was not fully filed, but filed, and and we didn't get the uh, oh yeah okay you're good, <laughs> but we were good, yeah yeah. Um, but to me, that's that's the biggest thing because um, there are too many. Uh, there's too many people willing to take your hard work. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and run with it. And, and, you know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of big companies like kill the small guys because they've got more money to fight you. So yeah, patent it, get it patented. I get it. any other words of wisdom there. Um, don't matter how crazy you think your idea or concept is. Follow it through. Um, you know, if I had had not, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. You know, um, I'd still be just doing one or two crazy looking rifles a year and being in an industry that I no longer wanted to be part of. Not because it wasn't good to me and my family, but it just 
it wasn't where I wanted to spend the last of my working years. And I absolutely look forward to this was just the first evolution. I've already driven David crazy with the next uh, two or three ideas. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) you really should have started drinking earlier on. (laughs) Oh, he will. As soon as we hang up, I guarantee there will be a whiskey port (laughs) or red wine. Oh, classy, classy. Well, and Danielle, what about you? Patience. Have a lot of patience and realize, holy crap, it takes a lot more time than you actually think it's going to take. So have a lot of patience. Yeah. yeah. What's like the team dynamics too? like, um, you know, do you guys have um, boundaries and do you have like rules where it's dinner table, you know, business off? Bound. I know, I know. And I, so my mom is a florist, my mom or my dad owned a business and we'd come home and I'd work for her. Right. We'd all come home. We'd all be angry. still talking about the business. Then we go, it's just, it's too much. We have to have boundaries. (laughs) You don't have those yet. (laughs) We don't have those yet. Um, we just take a breath and realize you kind of have to separate, realize that, you know, business and home life, are two different things mm-hmm. and obviously they're going to cross over quite a bit yeah. but i think we all care enough about each other that yeah we don't take it personally yeah when somebody says something really shitty to the other person and you gotta have thick skin i think in any industry but but seriously the firearms industry i think you need to have even more thick skin than you think. absolutely yeah. yeah honestly my favorite thing is when there's a naysayer or someone that that's me it I just, she's like, oh, someone said something because my eyes light up. I'm like, <laughs> let's deal with this. Right. Always Maybe. professionally, but I, I love taking a naysayer and, and finding a way to bring them around to understand why we did what we did. Yeah. And I have yet to have one not go, oh, okay, that actually makes sense why you did that. Really? But we've had people say, you know, oh, you answered a question that no one's asking or uh, yeah, know, yeah. Still, that's not silly true. things like that. That's not true. I, <laughs> He's much better at that than I am. I look at them and get very frustrated, and mostly just want to curse profanities at them and just smile and walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A friend of mine once said that nastier they are, just you know, send them you know blowing kiss emojis and stuff like yes. that. Kill them with yeah. kindness, sweetheart. Oh, <laughs> there's a hole. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I learned all that in my years of waitressing. <laughs> oh, yeah. 13 years in the service industry. So you might, you might agree. Maybe not. So I think every American should have to be in the military for a year, work in service industry. I don't care what for a year and like go do something with their hands and trade it or something for a year. That's what every mm-hmm. American should do. It's my opinion. Right. Oh, yeah. Fresh out of high school, a year in the military, a year in the service industry, a year in retail. Oh, oh, yeah. During the holiday season. (laughs) I'm tapping out now. Right. So, yeah, the holiday season, I'm in the woods, which is my favorite because they're all shopping and I have the trails myself. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm handing in my notice right now. Oh my gosh. How many bottles do we have here? Oh, just three. Amateur. I'm trying to decide which one because you said something about I got to get a drink. So you do. Do the toasting. I'm like the only Irishman that doesn't drink. 
You've got yeah. toast. Basil Hayden toast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> this one's just a little too rich right now. Love it. Love it. Too now, in terms of like personal business, whatever, do you guys have goals that you have set for 2022, whether it's sales oh. or, okay, what are those? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this cat's making hand gestures behind the screen here. Um, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, uh, production wise, um, me personally, I in the next 90 days want to see us running about 400 rifles a month out the doors. Um, and by the end of the year, 600 to 1,000 rifles a month is my production goal. And that's across all the platforms, whether it be PCC, AR-15, or AR-10. Yeah, so all together. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, and and then obviously we have, uh, we've already, the Evolve rifle has already got its next evolution ready for release at SHOT Show next year. Whoop, whoop. So. That's so exciting. I mean, and, and isn't it true that like SHOT Show, the next year shot show is already planned like last year's shot show it's like two years in advance like we started talking about next year's shot show at dinner the last day of shot show yeah 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 it's really important <laughs> uh yes yes cool. cool any other goals personal anything else y'all want to share on that one she wants to shoot her first couple matches yeah um so um and and that and just just grow the family um you know again people that came to our booth, we had people circle back and they say that the reason they circle back, actually a guy that asked us on a podcast that we did last week, he said the reason he came back to our booth, the first time he went by, he's like, oh yeah, another AR company. Okay. <laughs> and then he circled back and he's like, you guys had so much energy and so many people in your booth and so many people, they look like they're having fun and interest and in everything. He's like, I had to come talk to you guys and check y'all out. Um, and I just want to grow that family. And there's people like, you know, it's not for me. Like, okay, you want a beer? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'd like a beer. And they hang out and talk with us, you know, and they come back around and, um, she met Todd from, I forget the name of the company. Todd Lewis? No. UM Tactical. UM yeah, Tactical. Todd Lewis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's our and I are, are super good friends. Yeah, dude, he's the best person ever. I love ever. him. <laughs> he's fantastic. And his shirt yeah. is all retro. Was that the yes. Yeah, of course it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, you know, we met uh, Nate Nikita, Jester's Tactical. Is yeah. Our handle on, and, you know, he spent a bunch of time in our booth. And, you know, he's flying out for the, the launch party, him and Nikita are. It's just, you know, you know, and we just want to keep growing this this family. 5150 and Optimum, it's not just a business. It's It's a trying to affect the mindset and the gun community in a way that people look at it as more than just about making money and making cool things that go boom. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and through that being able to then do the work that the three of us care about with the, the charities and everything else. Yeah. I love it. So that that's, that's how I'm viewing this year is, you know, growing the community and doing more, more reach as well as selling a bunch of rifles. <laughs> Heck Yeah. I have a random one-off question because I'm just kind of curious because I don't know that I have, I finally found a hobby. Do you have a hobby outside of the firearms industry? that's like total left field. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it's like. Golf. We own a golf. lot of movies. Watching golf. You golf. Every Saturday. Disney. Every Saturday. Mm -hmm. Wow. Every Saturday. Look at learn something new every day. Don't you? He's no good at it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's mini golf, but you know, mini golf. Nobody talks about though their hobbies outside of shooting for real. And like someone literally told me knitting the other day. I was like, is that a joke? <laughs> I'm like, no. Uh, nope. Um, 
we hang we watch a lot of movies, but I have another business of my own. Like I'm a full time massage therapist as well. So <laughs> there isn't a whole lot of time for hobbies. You need a you massage. weren't getting a massage today. You were get oh, I was getting my nails done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, okay. No, this is actually good because I wasn't a believer in massage therapy and with my shooting stuff. About six months ago, I signed up for a membership locally and I go every month, if not twice, and I get like the, the muscle stuff and I have more damage to the left shoulder than the right shoulder and she like moves the muscles. I can't Is talk about this going to take long. <laughs> I told you, go find a cup. You're go find a cup. Yeah. No, no, no. But for people listening seriously as competitors and athletes and people like like that are gonna be shooters, you should actually take care of your body. And um that's that's huge. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Massage, stretch. And not just stretching yourself, like go get stretched. They um, do that too. It's so painful, but yeah. <laughs> yes. It it doesn't always feel good, but your body will thank you. This is your tool, right? Yeah. And just like your car needs a tune-up, your body needs a tune-up. And and um you beat the crap out of your body way more than you do your car. So you need to be nice to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Two days after a shot, I already booked. David, this is important. You need a massage because you already sound like you need a Snickers bar. So we'll start there. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> oh man. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked you or talked about or covered that you want to talk about or share? The, uh, the only thing I can say little, little teaser is, uh, all you lefties, we got something to take care of your needs coming soon. Oh shit. Oh shit. Um, and follow us on our YouTube page. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube we, channel. We just, just launched our YouTube channel and, uh, it, it's very hard to find right now um, <laughs> until we get a hundred subscribers and we can actually make the address go from like that long yeah. to like that long so um, what do they search what do they type in youtube just 5150 or it um i will have to send you the link thank um, you cat okay <laughs> <laughs> um actually cat you know okay how do people find the website and what's the social media handles that people can go to follow y'all so on uh on instagram oh yeah let's, i wanted to try to get cat in the here screen sounds of cat <laughs> Come on, cat. You got me to have to come on camera. Yes. Come yes. Over here. This, yes. Is this is a family affair. <laughs> it is a family affair. No, it's important because you wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, I, I have to impress you. I have to I have to look prettier and wear my British flag shirt. Oh god. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so how can people find 5150 and um on on youtube social media all of that yep so on instagram right now we're just five one and then the word 50 um on on instagram that i'll have our connection to facebook as well as i try every day or every other day to post the links to the youtube as well the youtube the youtube <laughs> and the tiktok so <laughs> you can, love it you can tell i've been hanging out with old Right. people for too long <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> now, have you guys not gotten kicked off of tiktok yet or banned well we did have a video um banned on facebook yeah. um that we tried to like <coughs> tell them it's not they, they said it was branded content um so we had to you know 
I say, it's not really branded content. And then they're like, oh, this doesn't follow our guidelines. And yeah, um, they're only one. So we're Good. treading lightly because I don't want to shadow ban us or have them. I saw Elf Tactical got completely removed from TikTok. So yeah. uh, I don't want to follow their footsteps. No. And then website URL then if we can't find you on social media, if something happens, what's the URL? So as soon as our website gets up and running, we'll also be posting that on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok and everywhere else in the world that we can. We'll shoot it from the <coughs> mountains and smoke signals. It, <laughs> it will be 51, the number 51, the word 50 rifles.com. All one word. So. Love it. And there will be t-shirts, hats, patches. Swag patches decals all the above as well as as well as for optimum um we got patches for them as soon to have uh, decals shirts and hats for optimum as well um and our our site will link over to theirs once we're done getting ours done and building helping them build their their, his and everything else and our sites will work back and forth and everything else very cool well all you listeners i'm glad to you tuned into this episode Thank you all for joining in, even if it was at different points of the episode. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, girl. Good job, girl. Yeah. Good job. Awesome. All right. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you guys. It's going to be the next evolution of rifles. So check out the Evolve Rifle. Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.